What is up, SportsCast? Welcome to the Sports and Stuff show, the kings of sports. I'm Carter. I'm Adam. I'm Gabe. And let's get right into it. All right. How's it going, everybody? Um, Gabe will lead us off with the agenda today, and we'll be on the, the road. All right. So our agenda today, we're going to talk about our weekly updates. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk about the NFL. A lot of sports here. And then we're also going to talk about a little story of me and Carter going down to Portland for the Portland Trailblazers and Atlanta Hawks game. Woo! Didn't didn't they win that game? And then Trey put up like 50 points or something like that and still lost? 56. 56. Man, that's kind of that's bad. Like that's kind of embarrassing. Talk about carrying a team, but the key, team still weighs you down. That, that whole game. No one played any defense at all. So <laughs> yeah. What was the final score? Was it like it was 136, 131, I think. Man, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Kind of called it gonna... though, saying the Blazers were going to allow 130 at least. You did say that before <laughs> it started. <laughs> Man, is this something you wanted to be right about though? Like, <laughs> well, he's not a Blazer fan, so he doesn't. Oh, care. okay. He's just a Norman Powell enthusiast. Oh my God, I was going crazy. <laughs> Powell had 24, I think. I went crazy for him. Man, that's that's Former great. Toronto Raptor. Oh yeah. Anyways, onto the weekly updates. This is the last week on Zoom. We'll be back on uh, the Pulse starting next week. Uh, we are also trying to get our this show on live on YouTube and on the radio at the same time. It might be a little bit of a road bump there, but that's what we're trying to do. That's the goal. And yeah, that should be interesting. So make sure to tune in on the pulse next week and also tune in on YouTube this week and next week as well. So we'll be, we'll be kind of implementing that. And we also might have a little bit different of a scheme to the episodes a little bit, but you'll have to see. So just check in next week and then see how those could turn out um, as well. We also have some TikTok news. We are very close to 5K. We're probably going to make it to 5K by that time that this episode gets out. So in that case, we're doing a giveaway, doing a giveaway for 5K, like we said, on the sports and stuff goals. Uh, I don't think I posted them. I have them on my TikTok, but I'll have to make it like an Instagram post on this about the sports and stuff goals. I don't know if you could tell. It's right there. Yeah. Giveaway at 5K. So, um, so we'll make a post about it on our Instagram and TikTok on how to enter. And, but essentially we'll tell you right now, what you have to do is follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube, and then tag three of your friends in the comments of our Instagram or TikTok post to be entered. And then you'll be entered and we'll be announcing the winner on February 1st. So you don't want to miss out on that. We'll be giving away a hundred dollar gift card for sports and stuff, the sports and stuff store. So you could spend that and we'll be giving that away to one lucky winner. So make sure to enter into that raffle or into that, into the giveaway and make sure to win that a hundred dollars in sports and stuff merch. And it's also coming in time. Cause we got new merch. We got new merch, coffee mugs, flags, bags, new design, basically anything you, you want in sports and stuff. We have it in the new store. Uh, that should be very interesting. We have some interesting stuff. I want to get a Bosey stat flag just to put right here. Just put like a, or like put a sports and stuff flag. 
It's right Have in the back. Have to admit, right man, the the new that design that you made the Bosi stat thing off of the original one kind of grew on me. <laughs> the original one, seriously? It kind of grew on me. I even got a shirt. I caved. Seriously? I caved. You, you got that instead of a Bosi stat merch. I man, like you could just ask me, and I could have man, dude. I like I was it gonna, now. I was I gonna Photoshop. Like, you know how they changed their basketball jerseys to have that like logo on it? Mm-hmm. I was gonna, and those looks cool. I was gonna Photoshop like the Bozy Stat logo on that jersey and be like, man, that's so cool that they're repping it. <laughs> and put that, I might still do that. So that's a sneak peek for the, the Instagram. But yeah, we, we basically have everything. We also have champion merch, which should be really cool. My favorite uh, brand is champion. So that would be very interesting. So make sure to check out the store. And also make sure to enter that giveaway. Uh, we could also check out the, the website. I didn't, I failed to mention that it's at sportsstuff.show. So just check out our website at sports, www.sportsstuff.show to check out the merch. And we're also, if you were interested in joining Sports and Stuff, the Sports and Stuff team, we are always open. So just make sure to email us at contact at sportsstuff.show. That's contact at sportsstuff.show. So, you know, I think that's all of our weekly updates, unless you guys have anything. Nope. Yep. All right. On to the NBA. All right. We are going to talk about just a couple things in the NBA. Uh, first off, DeMar DeRozan, who happens to be Gabe's favorite player. Uh, he has hit multiple game winners recently and is playing some of the best basketball of his career. And he's leading the Bulls to the best record in the East, which most people figured the Bulls would take a step forward with signing DeRozan, signing Caruso, signing Ball, but they have exceeded all expectations and look legit right now. LeBron James is 37 years old, still averaging 29, 8, and 6, and getting his head like to the rim on a regular basis. He's playing all over the court for that team, uh, but the Lakers are still struggling. They are the seventh seed in the West right now, just above 500. John Morant is taking a step into superstardom for sure. He's averaging 25, 6, and 7. Coming back off of that injury, he picked up right where he left off. He's still only 22 years old, and he's killing the league right now. And in injury news, Kyrie Irving is back. He's awaiting his season debut that should come soon. And also, Clay Thompson is set to debut soon. So we're going to see the Splash Brothers back in action probably this week or next. Man. With with the Bulls, that's so interesting that they like like I people were probably expecting them to be decent, but like first in the East, like I mean the East is not as nearly competitive as the West, but like man, that's that's kind of that's very impressive that they even like Lonzo's playing great, Demar's playing great, Caruso's playing great, like Levine's playing great, like it's it's insane. It's kind of it it's kind of weird that this came like under our noses, like everyone's noses where they thought that like they, they were going to slip past, but man, it's, it's kind of, the bulls are kind of looking pretty great. And then well, it's what was, that? I was going to say, if we could talk about DeRozan for a second. So <laughs> yeah. it's, he's still shooting relatively around the same clip. He has his entire career. He's about 50% shooter. But he's improved a lot from three-point land. He's shooting 36% this year as well. He's also uh, increasing his volume, obviously. That's why he's scoring more. But uh, it's really weird to see a 32-year-old having his best season 
this late into his career. Also, my favorite player ever. So you got to give him love for that. <clears throat> Whoa, what? Yeah, and you're a Raptors fan, right? Yeah. Whoa, that's that's shocking. I'm I'm <laughs> sad. I'm really sad we couldn't get him a chip, but we got yeah. one with Kawhi. Oh yeah. Um, but like, it's kind of it's it's gonna be funny because now that the Bulls are good, there's gonna be all these bandwagoners, all the people that just had a Bulls jersey just because they just because of Jordan just fall in and be like, I've always been there. Just watch Chicago, it happen. Chicago is a cool team to like too. Like the logo's cool, the history's cool, and so some people would have stuff laying around. And now that they're actually good, it's time for them to come back out. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that like I know that literally have a Jordan jersey that don't even like the Bulls. They don't even know that about the Bulls at all. They just like have it or like have like Bulls stuff, and it's like why? <laughs> but now they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I've been there since day one. But man, it's gonna be funny. Yeah, I mean that's how it is in every sport. Every team that's good gets some bandwagon fans. Yeah, that's gonna be like the Patriots in a once Tom Brady retires. It's like well into the future. Everyone's gonna have like a Tom Brady jersey and be like, "Oh yeah, I've always been a a Patriots fan since day one." Or something like that. Retires in ten more years. Yeah, he's probably gonna retire in ten more years. So we're we're looking at like a span of like in the in the future, like fifty years. (laughs) That's gonna happen, (laughs) man. But now, is that all that we had for NBA? Is there anything else there? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on some of the big stuff that was happening. Man, Clay Thompson coming back is going to be interesting. Because yeah, the... I don't, I don't really know what to set my expectations at for him because he's been out two full years. Yeah, like, well, he's he's obviously still been practicing through those years, but like, I mean, they, you also they also don't really. It's not like he's going to be make or break for the the Warriors because they've already been show that they're what they're really great this year. We're without him, so it's best like, record in the league actually. Yeah, like they're. And they're probably the best team without them already. So it's like adding him on it is going to be like ex- insane. Like, I don't think it's going to be that much of an impact on them, but like, especially because he might come out a little bit rusty, but even because even Curry, when he came back, he was kind of rusty a bit and he, it was kind of hard because of like all the players around him were kind of, it was, it was just dysfunctional, but like now it just seems like everything's going together. And he might not be need to be as great because of all the pieces around him. But yes, on to college football. Yeah, so basically all the bowl games have been played except for except for national championship. So yeah, uh, the Peach Bowl, Michigan State was able to beat Pittsburgh. That was kind of a crazy ending. They won thirty-one to twenty-one. Pittsburgh, I mean Pittsburgh kept it close for most of the game. It's just they really yeah. sold in the final few minutes. Man, that that pick six at the end was bad. Did you guys see that game, mm-hmm. dude? It was. Some of it, it, yeah. it was like Pitt. Pitt was like marching down the field, and then he throws this horrible interception. That was like, I don't even know who he was throwing like who they were throwing to, but like it was like a bad. And then it was like a pick six, and it was like okay. It's picking set out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. so did Kenneth Walker. So it was it was kind of like the backups against backups. <laughs> Well, like a practice squad. A couple of bulls later here, we're gonna see exactly why they did that. Yep. Man. Next in um the Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State represented the Big Twelve pretty well. They defeated Notre Dame 37 to 35. 
I was unable to watch this game. I watched the whole thing. It was awesome. Notre Dame jumped out to a huge lead. It was like 28-7. And then OK State scored 30 in a row. And then Notre Dame's last touchdown was like prevent defense time. Like they're going to need an onside, whatever, if they score. So OK State just dominated. Uh, Spencer Sanders shook off a rough start and really played amazing. Yeah, it was. And the the Cowboy defense really stepped up. They they stopped them time and time again in that second half. It was it was really impressive. It was a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm as a fan of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh, it was it was a good week until Caleb Williams, but we'll get into that. But you know, I, I really love to see them win, uh, especially against Notre Dame. I thought it was going to be way less close, but I mean, the score says it's closer. But I think at by the end, it wasn't really that close. Like you could kind of tell that Oklahoma State was going to win that one. But it, it was it was an interesting game, and that's what anyone asks for in bowl games. Then we talk about the Sugar Bowl, which was a complete mm-hmm. dud. I thought this was going to be a best bowl game of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Baylor defeated Ole Miss 21-7. Matt Corral got carted off. It is just an ankle sprain, but still raises the question, should he have sat out? Yep. I think he should have done whatever he wants. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he should have sat out, but I'm not going to say Kenny Pickett should have played. Like, I think they should be able to do whatever they want without criticism. He he put millions on the line there. And at first I thought that was a knee injury. I thought he had blown a knee out, but thankfully he didn't. But I mean, that right there is the perfect case for people who do sit out and why they do it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was pretty like a dud game, but like that was the biggest thing. And that's also kind of leading into the Oklahoma or Ohio state versus Utah game. Cause CJ Stroud was just putting everyone on blast for sitting out. And at the end of that game, because he was like, you shouldn't be sitting out for just stick with your team or whatever. So it, I feel like it's getting way more divided where it's like people are kind of getting mad that you're sitting out or whatever. But Stroud said that. Yeah. See that. He's, he's talking about how like he, he was putting on blast people who sat out during like the college or like the out of the bowl game or whatever. For I think it was just mainly for Ohio State, but like it kind of serves a purpose for like other teams as well. Where it's I like, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. I so didn't this is the Rose Bowl. This is where legendary games are played. If you aren't motivated to play, I question your love of the game. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It, Either way, Stroud is a stud. Yeah. I mean, that game was insane. That you, game did was, you guys watch that one? Yeah, I watched that whole game too. That was awesome. That was good i knew this one was probably going to be the best bowl game and it it delivered utah's jerseys was so cool we talked about that last yes with the rose dude that was so nice just putting a rose on dude that was great like i don't know it was something about the white helmets and like the rose in there yeah it looked it looked awesome well you could tell that you could tell that they cared about it more than ohio state did yeah but ohio state was just too good i mean man stroud and smith and jigbo bro they had a, they had a, like, they had like a two touchdown lead at like some point of the game. And they, it was just, they, they, they let up like the whole game for a long, they controlled yeah. the game for a long time. That's what but. I thought. I was like, I was like, they're probably not going to let up and they're probably going to let Ohio State just, they can't catch up, but they ended up doing it at the end and yeah. ended up pulling Man, off the win. Stroud threw some 
perfect passes. He was on point. It was unbelievable. And I mean, okay, this is also a little bit of a gripe. At the end of the game, Utah's like strategy was so bad. That was the dumbest way to end the game, in my opinion. They decided to bring it out and then like try to lateral it, but it was too late because the clock was already dead and he was already down. Like I, I would have probably risked uh like a Hail Mary or something, like let it go in the end zone. I don't think do he's throwing it 80 yards in the air for a Hail Mary, though. I or at least it was, the, it was the backup quarterback, too. Yeah, like at least throw it as far as you can and then like lateral it, do the lateral game or whatever. I think that, but, I like, think they made the right choice just because that returner had been ripping big ones all day. So might yeah, as well give like, him a shot. He even broke one all the way for a touchdown. Yeah, but I mean I don't know. It it just seemed weird to me. I feel like it wasn't going to be that big of a chance for him to, especially because they knew that he was going to be, he had a chance to do that. So like, I don't know, but anyways, it was, it was a really great game. Can we also talk about a little bit about the game that happened? Well, as this is airing yesterday, well, last night, uh, LSU and Kansas state LSU was without any quarterback due to COVID issues. So they started wide receiver, John Trey, John Trey Kirkland at quarterback. Um, He had 11 pass attempts, and out of those five, five out of 11 of those pass attempts were either a touchdown or interception. Found that kind of funny. (laughs) LSU lost that game by 22, though. Just wanted to throw that in there. That ends up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whoa. We can talk about the playoffs now, though. In the Cotton Bowl, Alabama kind of just rolled over Cincy. Um, They won 27 to 6. Um, did the Bearcats deserve to be in there? Would any other team that didn't make the playoffs really give Alabama that much more of a challenge? I think that they did deserve to be there this year just because the other teams didn't step up enough. Like Baylor dropped a game to TCU in the middle of the season to give them two losses. Oklahoma State dropped the Big 12 championship to Baylor that totally would have put them in. And since he, I mean, they stayed undefeated. It wasn't as impressive as you'd hope from their schedule, but they stayed undefeated the whole way. And there was no, there was no team I feel like really got snubbed because of Cincy. Now, do I think that there were better teams out there? Yeah, but I don't know if their resumes deserve to be in over an undefeated team. And I don't know how much more of a fight they would have put up anyway. But it'll be interesting to see what this does for the future of a group of five schools because. They really, I mean, they were really never in it. From the first drive, Alabama just kept running straight. And since he loves to run their three down linemen set, and they just failed to adjust. Yeah, I mean, it. I think everyone by the beginning of the game knew Alabama was going to win, but they did kind of, the, the defense kind of stopped Bryce Young a bit, I would say. I mean, there is, they're giving him like a run for his money. He was kind of struggling a bit. He threw some like some pretty bad incompletions there that they kind of forced. They he threw an interception. I think he did he throw two, one. I think he threw one. I know at least one, but I, don't I only know I only remember one. Yeah, but I mean, he, they did give him like a kind of a run for the money. It was pretty close until the very end, like score wise. But I mean, it. I think that they kind of deserved to be there. I mean, they played pretty great. I mean, for playing against Alabama in my opinion but definitely not their outcome and I think it's way more humiliating than 
or less humiliating than the the other game that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and let's give some credit to Alabama's offensive line and Brian Robinson Jr. That was just a phenomenal performance on the ground. Yep. Um, okay, well, we can talk about now. The Georgia Bulldogs, they defeated the Michigan Wolverines 34-11. to And what are your thoughts on this game? And somehow that final score makes it look closer than it was. I mean, this was just pure domination in every sense of the word. I loved Jim Harbaugh, so I was really hoping he'd pull this one out. But I knew deep down there was little to no chance. Georgia just Georgia looks unbelievable. They had that one lapse against Alabama, which everyone's remembering because it was so recent. But the whole entire year, they've just been embarrassing opponents. So I think that they're re-catching their fire right now, and they're going to be more motivated than ever to finally get Bama. Kirby finally needs to get Saban, doesn't he? Um, in my opinion, I picked Mich- so I picked Michigan to win this one. Um, am I embarrassed about this pick now? Definitely. Uh, like when when I stopped watching or like when I stopped looking at the score, it was thirty four to three. So I thought that was the final score, and then I look back, I'm like, oh, they actually scored a touchdown, but it was it was bad. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of a nature for Jim Harbaugh to choke a very high stakes game like this one you know he's always choked the high stakes games against ohio state that everyone wanted him to win he and then he chokes this one like even choked the super bowl like that was not his fault that was (laughs) not his fault oh yeah it was it was the it it was bad it was bad in that game until the lights came on Greg Roman must have known he was going to be a raven in the future because he definitely (laughs) wanted the ravens to win that game Sure. Or the Ravens also played better, but <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I like uh, hearing this. They, we forgot to have the power outage before the game. Yeah, no, power it's what, before the game, we would have beat you by 50. It's whatever, though. But I think the Ravens were Super Bowl 47 champions. I don't think the Niners were, so it's funny it was, to hear the side holding. of it, he held him. Yeah, he also pushed off because he, he was getting off. held. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that he pushed off. Okay, so offsetting penalties, redo the down. Let, let's sure, set it up. Let's set, set it up right now. Let's set it up right now. Bring Kaepernick back. Bring Gore back, and let's redo it right now. <laughs> okay, with retired Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed, and Ray Lewis. Exactly, <laughs> Joe Vlacco. Yes. Okay, but but you can you can keep Greg Roman this time. No, oh, hopefully he's gone after beer. Um, but no, it was man, Nicobe Dean. He flew around in that Michigan game. He's he's, awesome. he's going to be a stud. It's really – and it's – when you have Jordan Davis and you have N'Kobe Dean up there, like, in the middle, it's going to be really tough to run regardless of who you are. Yep. So, that's you, yeah, that sets the stage for, um, for Georgia and Alabama. You think it's going to be any different? I think as of now, Alabama's three-point dogs. Yeah, they are. And Saban is a dog. You, you know how that goes, but – uh, I think it's going to be different in a sense that I think it's going to be close. I think it's the, I think it's going to be a down to the wire game, whereas Alabama just dominated the last matchup. You're I, telling me that Alabama's the underdog. Yeah, they are. <laughs> what? No, if you think about it, it, it does make sense though. Like, 
No, Georgia, it doesn't. <laughs> Georgia has been the best team this year, okay? Outside of that, that was their only lapse. Bama has Bama has issues. They do. And it just so happens that a lot of those issues are have been inconsistencies in the O-line. That's something Georgia can exploit a little bit, considering they blitz on every down and have an amazing front seven. Yeah, but you're also missing out on the fact that one team has Bryce Young and the other team, their quarterback cannot be trusted. So... Yeah, but he's hot right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and so were the Colts. And you just said before we even aired that they sucked. Stetson was throwing dimes against Michigan. He threw some beautiful passes. He also got domed in the head and didn't even know where he was during the Alabama game last. If Georgia gets that Stetson Bennett, then they're They're, they're going to be losing still. a, A whole new level of dangerous. No, oh, dude. Okay, in my in my opinion, this game well, they gave up six points a game this season. How are you just sweeping them under the rug? Well, how many did they? Give because up it's against, against Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> what? How many how many points did they allow to Alabama? Is the a lot because Bryce Young is a god. Well, there we go. We're playing Bryce Young again. Mo is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they get it's another like they're crack benching at him. Bryce Young for this game. They're like, you know what? We're playing Georgia. What's bench Bryce? Here, I'll lock it in right now. I think it's going to be a one-score game, but give me Alabama. Honestly, I think I think Georgia's going to come in this game, be like, that last game was a fluke, and then get absolutely embarrassed. I think it's going to be similar outcome from last game. You know, I that's what's different from college, is that you can have two teams play, I feel like, in my opinion, in the NFL, and you can get two completely different outcomes. Not like the Packers game. <laughs> that was that was the one fluke. But uh, I feel like with college, it kind of is more true, in my opinion. Like, the, the good team normally does win in college. It might not be the case for, fo- or for the NFL, but I feel like that's definitely how it feels in college football. And I definitely think the better team is Alabama. I mean, Georgia may have a better defense, but the thing is, is that quarterbacks trump everything most of the time, so... I and Alabama has a better coach, so I think this is definitely going to be a win for Saban here. Did I just jinx him? Maybe. Did I? I came, I came into this wanting to pick Alabama because I I love Alabama, and I love Nick Saban, and I really really love Bryce Young. But you guys slandering Georgia and not giving them the respect they deserve. All right, I'll take Georgia. You're taking Georgia. And I hate doing this because I love Alabama. I, I really do, but because you're gonna be wrong. I'm taking Georgia. <laughs> That's why oh, you hate yeah. it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 the jinx here. Also, something about that comeback in the national championship a few years ago when these two teams played, it still doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. But isn't I mean that, isn't that just more motivation for Georgia though? Yeah, well, are any of those guys even playing for Georgia right now? Are any of them playing for Bama? No. <laughs> so, I'm just bringing so, that so up as like. I guess it's completely irrelevant. I'm just saying like. <laughs> They're gonna think about there's it. like no analytics behind it or anything, but it's really tough for me to pick Georgia after they, they choked that. And I know not very players. It's tough for me too because I wanted to pick Alabama, but now that people are just sweeping Georgia under the rug like they didn't just have a dominant season, I, I got to pick Georgia. It's like. That's like using uh, motivation from like an 100 year old game. <laughs> they beat us 100 years ago. We got we to gotta get them back. 
Well, all I know is that Carter is going to be on the wrong side here. Yep, definitely. And he'll regret it. Oh, you know that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Watch, watch. We're gonna we're gonna be back, and then we're gonna be like, "Told you so." But we'll also replay this. Replay this clip from here, just, being like, "I picked Georgia," and just repeat it. Well, make sure times. you play that. I want to pick Alabama. I think they're probably gonna win. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pick Georgia. Out. I'm picking Georgia out of principle because they are an elite team that you guys are just disregarding. I'm going to put like a voiceover of Carter. It's just going to be me. It's going to be like, Alabama sucks. Georgia is going to win this one. And then put it, just put it over him. Be like, you yeah, know, that's definitely his words. I want to pick Georgia too, but I think Alabama is going to win. There we go. I don't want to pick Georgia. Okay. I'm going to pick Alabama. They're going to win. End of story. Oh, yes. Now on the transfers. It's going to kill me, but. Yeah, so. First up, Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal. Um, he's still going to keep the door open with Oklahoma, and Adam wants to die. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you had to add that. I had to add that in there. Um, so, in my opinion, I did not see this coming. I don't think anyone did, especially as a freshman. And he he claims that he's just entering the transfer portal just to hear from other teams, but you everyone bends the rule like that. You can't hear from other teams. Everyone does it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? Why do you pull these up? Like, so, okay. Well, I'm just going to ignore that. You put that up there. Go uh, <laughs> dude, Continue. for the shoe. Continue. Uh, <laughs> hey, for the shoe worked as long as I was on the show, I take one week off and they lose. Yeah. And you let me jinxed it. So there you go. You're welcome. You know what? For that for that sake, I'm gonna pick Georgia. I'm gonna say Georgia's gonna win this no. by a million points. They're gonna win by a million points. You're fading into the logo, Carter. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You pick. He's my Bama. jinx for evil. <laughs> so who are you picking? Uh, I'm a I'm a pick Georgia now. <laughs> there we go. You're welcome. You're welcome, Carter. <laughs> oh my goodness. There we go. <laughs> yeah. See, that's going to be the exact same score. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. All right. That's going to be the exact same score of this new game, this new championship. Um, but yeah, Caleb Williams, everyone bends that rule. Everyone talks to teams, even though they know they can't. Like, that's just how it is. And him entering the transfer portal is just, that's bad news for Oklahoma, losing their coach and losing their future quarterback. They even lost that five star, which didn't seem that bad because they seem because they had Caleb Williams. We even said that we're like it's not that big of a deal because they have Caleb Williams. But now that he's gone or he's gonna be gone, that's bad news. But we all, why, why? Dave, you know who that is? That is Jarrett Daigie of the West Virginia Mountaineers. It is indeed. Sorry, Carter just made this personal. Wow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but Raven another Super Bowl, I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. But I'll talk about um the ripple effect this has even more. I mean, it started with Lincoln Riley leaving, obviously, but now that Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal, Dylan Gabriel, who was originally going to go to UCLA, he decided to make the switch to Oklahoma with the possibility of Caleb Williams maybe even coming back. It's probably not going to happen, um, but that risk is still there. That also means that Dorian Thompson Robinson who I love. He's a great dual threat quarterback for UCLA. 
uh, might come back for another year for the Bruins. Man. It, what a dud year for it's man. Oklahoma fans got screwed. What we have, we get Spencer Rattler. They think, think most people, not me, uh, thought that Spencer Rattler was going to be a number one pick and that they're going to be great this year. Uh, did not happen. Spencer Rattler was a dud. Then they get Caleb Williams. They, they're chanting start Caleb every single game because Spencer's awful. And then, then they get Dylan Gabriel after they realize Caleb Williams is a stud and then they lose their coach. Like, dude, this is must be beat up on Oklahoma year. Like that's embarrassing. But also with Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina, man, so what's going to happen there? You think he's going to rebuild some of his value? Because he's going to go up against a lot tougher defenses than he, he did in the Big 12. He's probably going to be really, worse. I don't really understand this move going to a team that's going to struggle in the SEC against those defenses and that competition. I don't, I don't really understand it. I, I figured he'd stay in the Big 12 or maybe even go Pac-12 or Mountain West perhaps. But no, he went to the SEC and – I, so I don't so know. Maybe his idea is he's he wants to prove himself against tougher competition. And maybe he's taking a risk here, but I really don't know. So what team did you did you want him to go to again? I was unaware. The uh, <clears throat> the Boise State Broncos. Oh, uh, there you go. I just won Carter Bingo. By the way, you're welcome. Why you're welcome, because, everyone out there. Hold on, Colts. <laughs> So Rattler to the Broncos. What else? Uh, saying uh, the team's hot. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentioning the 49ers Super Bowl. Um, Gabe started free it. space. <laughs> Gabe started it. <laughs> Boom. Carter Gabe Bingo. <laughs> you guys could probably do one for me. Every time I say, um, take a drink, take a shot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> be drunk dead drunk by the end just blacked Die out of alcohol poison <laughs> man i also want to time... do a little quick uh reminder ah. carter you know crabtree didn't catch this ball maybe because he got Whoa. held maybe because he got held could have had a punt return <laughs> what wouldn't have needed that's a punt crazy. if you didn't do that stupid no that's the wrong one where did it go <laughs> You already used here. that one. I know. He puts a four of the shoe once dead on accident. <laughs> to go? get back at to get back at you. I lost oh, it. that's a stinger. I think I lost the battle. Also in the transfer news, Max Johnson. He's transferring from LSU to Texas AM. Any thoughts on that? Not really. He's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's the way to put it. I mean, can I, I just mean, be honest? He, he did not play well this year. Yep, that's why he's transferring. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I don't know why he's transferring. I, I, I really don't. Like, I, maybe I since know. um Brian Kelly's coming in, maybe okay, that's he's fair. Worried I, that I, he's going to lose his job. I would I mean, want to get away from Brian Kelly at all costs too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and also Bo Nix, Bo Nix from Auburn to Oregon. That was actually his first start, which is kind of interesting. He See this Justin one, Herbert. This one makes sense because he's going. He's going to a weaker place, 
he can flash his talent more and I this makes sense for him and I am assuming he's gonna start but we'll see I mean Oregon has a has a recent history of booming and boomer bust for some of these uh some of these transfer quarterbacks some of them have been pretty decent and some of them have been awful so I don't know if he's gonna fall into that awful or pretty good category but it'll be interesting to see I mean, he himself has been pretty boomer bust from week to week his whole career. Yeah, it's, it's just fitting, you know. <laughs> it's just full circle. Like, but that was pretty interesting that, like, his very first game was against Oregon, and he played pretty decent in that game, and then now he's going to Oregon. But I don't know. We'll see. And now on to <laughs> – now on to NFL news. What What is that? What was the last one? <laughs> Go back. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go. Was that like a shoe? Like a shoe brand or something? Hold up, hold up. What what was uh Carter, you saw that too. What? Yeah. I didn't really see what, what it was. was. Shoe store brands for men, women, and kids. What? Why? Is is this an inside joke with you two or something? Like I that? not that I know of. <laughs> what is this? Why do you have that? What? no comment i guess you're not okay you're muted by the way i (laughs) I don't want to talk about it (laughs) that's that's interesting let's talk about the nfl (laughs) okay anyways nfl news this week was very crazy i don't even start of the year they had a very crazy week of football um starting off with None other than himself, Mr. Boomin, call God, Antonio Brown. Man, uh, do you guys want to talk about what happened? <laughs> I think we kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, or did you want to describe it? Or did you want to leave it to me? All right, I'll talk about it. So Antonio Brown decided <laughs> in the middle of the third quarter of the game against the Jets that he was done. And he took off his shoulder pads, he took off his jersey, he took off his undershirt, he took off his gloves, fired the shirt and the gloves into the crowd. Um, which, quick little side note, OJ Simpson is on Twitter, and he posted, oh, yeah. he posted oh, about this, talking about how despicable it was or whatever. And one of the top comments was, definitely the worst glove-related incident in NFL <laughs> history. And that made me laugh really hard. But... Anyway, so, yeah, he fires that <laughs> stuff into the crowd, uh, walks off, proceeds to dance in the end zone in the middle of the game. Yeah, that ankle injury was really bothering him. Right. Yeah. Security was said they were going to tackle him because they thought it was a fan at first, but then it was just A, B, B, and A, B. And he ran into the tunnel with the peace sign up and then was seen at Barclays Center at a Nets game the next day. So he's still in New York. Well, they, um, they first saw him try to get an Uber. That was so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and honestly, the craziest part about all, well, maybe not the craziest part, but a crazy part about all this is that he's still not cut. He's still on the roster. Yeah. So dude, that's... I don't know if there's a dead, I don't know if there's something they need to wait for, or I don't really know what they're doing right now, but I, are they going to keep him? They're going to suspend him for sure. There's 
There's no way he gets out of this. In the middle of the game, he's just walking or well, jumping around in the end zone. He's going to get in trouble for that. The case, the case he made, or I don't know if he himself made it, but people are saying that he told Arians he was too injured to go back in the game. And what? I don't, I mean, I don't know how that would be true. But other people are also saying it's because he was close to incentives and they wouldn't let him back in the game. That's so what those I are heard. kind of those are kind of opposite stories. And I, in reality, probably neither of them are true. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, that was the story that is in favor of Antonio Brown, which is very hard for people to support Antonio Brown's side of the story when it's like he he did all that crazy stuff and he has a crazy past. So I, man, this is embarrassing. Like, yeah. And he was eight catches, 50 yards and the touchdown away from a million dollars. And then he just throws it all away. Like to be fair, he did also throw it away himself earlier in the season with the whole um, fake vaccine card thing. Yep. I mean, dude, this, why, it's this is why the NFL normally doesn't give people second chances in the league. This is why they're for sure never giving or, Colin Kaepernick a second chance. I mean, this isn't even a second chance. This is fourth it's chance, fiftieth or something. Like, man, they, it's so weird because it's like the only player that I've seen get it like a, another chance in the NFL after screwing it up is Antonio Brown. Like man, Colin Kaepernick, Josh, Josh Gordon got a bunch of chances. Yeah, I mean, he got – maybe it's just wide receivers. Wide receivers just get multiple chances. Everyone else doesn't. Vic? Like, Colin Kaepernick didn't. I'm surprised uh, Cam Newton did. He probably shouldn't have. Well, I mean, he, um, didn't, he didn't do anything wrong. He just was not good. Yeah, it was kind of just not good. Uh, yeah, like, it, it was interesting. Johnny Manziel didn't. I'm surprised he didn't, honestly. Bad kickers get more chances. And bad coaches. Bad coaches get more chances all the time. Yeah. It's just play, apparently just quarterbacks oh, now. No, Gabe, we were just talking about this. There's a bunch of like terrible backup quarterbacks who seem to just float around the league making money who are yeah. just always in the league. Well, yeah, these there. rookie quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks just don't get chances. Like you saw Sean Mannion get one in the Sunday night game, and Kellen Mond got one series. <laughs> he got like two plays, and he got dissed by the coach. Yeah, he was like, I've already seen enough of them. <laughs> Zimmer's gone anyway. Who cares? I mean, that's it's kind of rough for me to see um, Mike Zimmer leave. Like, I mean, he's been pretty decent, and it's like, it, what are the odds that they're going to hire a better coach than him? I'd say like, not bad. I mean, the team has underperformed so much this year. Yeah, even with Kirk have. Cousins, I think the and, whole Kirk Cousins thing was bad. Well, and you say you've seen Minnesota's potential this year too. Like they looked like a playoff team multiple times in the year, but like lo- losses to the Lions and stuff like that just it makes it really tough. Yeah. Like it makes a really tough case to keep Mike Zimmer around. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have won that game, he probably would have one hundred percent stayed, but. I don't know. I, a lot of fans were already out on him before that. That was just like a, of course it happened, like nail yeah. in the coffin type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and other news, a Chiefs player's jacket caught on fire against the Bengals. 
That I didn't even see that. I was watching that game. I didn't even see that. <laughs> I didn't know it happened either. I just heard about it. And like, apparently a, a player was standing way too close to a heater and then it caught on fire. <laughs> he was just so cold that he didn't even notice he was on fire at first. <laughs> he's like, oh, it, it got way warmer all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden he checks down and he's like on fire. He's still <laughs> only the over. third hottest player in that game behind Burrow and Chase. <laughs> Dude, they Jamar Chase has been picking it up. Like, he I remember how everyone quite, was quite like, good. He, everyone was like, man, he's gonna be a dud because he kept on dropping passes in the preseason, and all of a sudden now he's getting 200 yards a game. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd say he's probably gonna be really good for a really long time. Yeah, probably. It, I think honestly, like his start, everyone thought that Justin Jefferson's start could have been really topped by any other like receiver like last year's start but he blew it out of the water like jamar chase has been his start has been way more crazy than in my opinion than just you might you might have the brightest future in the league as far as weapons go yeah i mean i would take him right now over justin jefferson and that's my in my opinion i'd i mean i'd probably take him over devonta smith and tj hawkinson personally yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) Me and Gabe, Whoa. me and Gabe just made a Jamar Chase trade in a dynasty league yesterday. That's why I say. Wait, that. seriously? Yeah. Why? Why would you make that trade? It wasn't just that he got more than that, but oh, I was like, dude, why would you just straight up give? <laughs> That's like. Well, man, we can put it on okay. the record here, really quick, I guess. Um, so I gave Carter Jamar Chase. He gave me T.J. Hawkinson. He gave me Devonta Smith. He gave me Clyde edwards hilaire he gave me the first overall pick in rookie draft this year. Um, and then we did a pick swap in 2024. So I got his third round pick and you also gave me you also gave me Schultz. I also gave you Dalton Schultz. Yeah. So take that how you want it. I think I got a pretty good um, haul for Jamar Chase. And I got Jamar Chase, which is sick because I also have Joe Burrow. Yeah, so so you're telling me you gave away Jamar Chase for mid players? Whoa. No, no, no Hawkinson slander. Dude, Hawkinson. Okay, I had Hawkinson on my team last year, and he was pretty great. But like this year, I don't know if it's just because Jared Goff doesn't really like him as much. He but he's well, been, but he just started battling through injuries. Yeah, and that's what happened to George Kittle, and we see how that's turned out. Yep, he's the best tight end in the world. <laughs> I don't know him anymore. <laughs> he's been no, he's not been fan- not fantasy wise. Don't get me wrong. He, yeah, but of... not he's been injured for forever, seems like. I don't oh, even well. know when he's he's injury prone. I mean he... a lot of it isn't his fault. I mean the, he got his plagued injuries. By, he got plagued by injuries last year because in the first game, Garoppolo missed through a that screen was pass and led him into an injury. And then he that never really he never really fully recovered from that one last year. He's also playing with a torn labrum and has been his whole career. That's why he wears that shoulder wrap thing. Yeah, but maybe he should get it fixed and he will be Well, great, then you'd have to but... miss a whole offseason of stuff. Is that better than <laughs> playing through a torn labrum? It seems like it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell George Man. Kittle what to do. Dude, I don't even. But anyways, uh, there's also awful railing. You probably heard this. Awful railing leads to fans almost falling on Jalen Hurts as he's entering this entering the tunnel man I think that was Washington's strategy yeah to to hurt Jalen Hurts 
dude. At this that point, was... who knows? Dude, and then they didn't even offer medical support for those people. Like, and did you see the cameraman, the NFL cameraman who kicked somebody? They, dude, they did not care. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. They did like, not care. They, it wasn't for no reason. Yeah, no reason to kick for person. <laughs> he just did. <laughs> what is their issue? Like, I don't, dude. I don't know if this is a Washington thing or an NFL thing, but it seems like both. Like, I don't think, I don't know why the NFL is protecting Washington so much. Like, what? They're not a good team. So why are they protecting them so much? Like this whole, the whole scandal thing with the email that they're hiding that and they're literally concealing that super tight. And then this, they don't even announce anything for it. They kind of sweep it under the rug. Like what? I don't even, and that also leads to Washington football team announcing their new name, which they're probably going to get horribly screwed up. Like I, I heard right now that they already accidentally leaked it and it was, it's um, the, I forgot what it was. They announced it, the, the red tails. I heard it was, they uh, accidentally leaked it and it was the red tails. I know I most of the fans, that. most of the fans wanted Red Wolves and they already ruled that out for who yeah. knows why, but that's what the fans wanted. Like, dude, they're, this is going to be embarrassing. Like, like they do everything, everything that they did this year. Well, and a lot like, of fans, a lot of fans want the old name back. Yeah. So, like, I don't, they shouldn't have happening. changed it. They changed it for FedEx Field, which is eventually falling apart right now. That's what, <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, man, they changed their name for the stadium. And now their stadium is falling apart. <laughs> Literally. It, yeah. Like, man, it, that's, that's so dumb. Like I, I could go on for days about the Washington football team and how embarrassing of a franchise they are, but man. Uh, and also Joe Burrow got his name ripped off. It was, that was pretty funny. That was so weird to see it. I, I hated it. It looks so it was weird, weird without a name. And I was like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, did I just not notice this? Did he have his name tag missing the whole game? And I was like, what? But it showed that he got it ripped off. And that was kind yeah. of funny. But uh, also, so these these topics I talked about, they're also on our website as well in article form if you want to go more in depth or just read about it a little bit. So check those out. And we also should be having some more articles out soon. Um, but yes, that was a little side tangent. Um, and also Joe Burrow didn't even, it didn't care. He didn't care that he didn't have a name on his Jersey. He still threw for 350 plus yards and four touchdowns and zero picks in the last two games, including the, the Ravens, as you may know, <laughs> we get it. We get it. Joe Burrow's good. <laughs> Jamar Chase is good. They're going to be good for like 10 years. We get it. <sighs> this is pain. This is pain here. No, but in all honesty, Joe Burrow has been phenomenal. Um, He's probably going to be a future MVP. He's probably the best quarterback in the AFC North. I don't see anyone else competing for that. Uh, maybe not that. I mean, we haven't seen Lamar play for a little bit, but Dude, I won't I, say that. Lamar looks yet. bad. I won't I, say Lamar looks yet. Lamar I looks would, bad. Uh, his injury. I would give Burrow the edge. Like I, as of right now, I, I'd say that it's definitely fair to call him better. But I also wouldn't say that nobody's like arguing for was, it or fighting. I was joking for it. about that, yeah. Right. Well, you are a um, certified Lamar hater, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some truth in what I said, but as well, Lamar it's looks be a bad tough with his injury. Season. Well, 
He's going to learn how to stop running. He's going to, he's got to stop it. Well, I mean, the play he got hurt on the Cleveland player, obviously tried twisting his ankle. Um, Yeah, but that's how you kind of know how to tackle like the Gator tackle. That's what everyone's taught. Like, it's not like he did it with malice. Like, I mean, everyone tackles that like that. Lamar should be good to go next year. Hopefully he's still a Raven next year. I mean, I don't see a scenario where the Ravens don't re-sign him. Um, but, man, his injury... Wait, does he already need to be extended? Yeah. Oh. Dude, he's, he's hobbling I thought that was next everywhere. Year. Well, he's he's the same year as Baker. Baker has to get... That's his whole... The whole argument is Baker. Is is he going to get resigned or whatever? Well, they'll, they'll pick up Lamar's option, obviously, but they definitely... The Browns are screwed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like either either they pay Baker way too much and they're screwed, or they lose Baker and have no quarterback. I say franchise tag him. I, I say give him another year. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the roster's built to contend now. If you risk losing Baker Mayfield, who hasn't been awesome, but you pick up just you just don't have a quarterback, then that's going to be an issue. Maybe you pick up the tag and then draft a quarterback and then see. Maybe that's the move. Kind of like what the 49ers did with Trey Lance and Jimmy. They kind of kept him for a year, and then they're going to get rid of him next year probably. The Trey Lance, I don't know. I'm getting some parallels for uh, some some dude in Kansas City. I don't know. Oh, I like that. I've, I've always said he reminds me a lot of young Josh Allen right now, where like the footwork needs a little bit of work. The windup's a little long. The accuracy can be spotty at times, but – He's got a really strong arm. He's got a lot of mobility. He's a big guy. He, he has all the physical tools. I mean, that's the, kind of the same thing. By the end of the year, week 17, after his first year, what's this uh, Patrick Mahomes started? Sounds the, same with, sounds the same with Trey Lance. I don't know. But I, I am a 49er hater as well. But, I mean, he does, he does look good. Is it just because you know we why. eviscerated you know twice why. in the same year? You, you know why. That you know why. why I do not like the 49ers. That's a shame also because I, I am a Packers bandwagon a little bit. Yes. And I'm also not really, but I, I'm I not just, reciprocating the love. I love Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. You probably love Aaron Rodgers because he always likes to choke against the 49ers. It's probably That's why. That's actually not. I, I love him because I think he's the best quarterback of all time. I agree, but yes. <laughs> Talent-wise, of course. Wait, what? Anyways, what? I think that. The all-time? Best is yeah. the most talented, yeah. Most talented. Oh, okay. okay. Like, it'd be like the Rodgers is the best, Brady's well, the he's greatest. Not, and Brady's the most achieved quarterback. By like, far, yeah. He's the most achieved. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback overall. I think purely opinion. talent. Like, if, if I just need one game... In a nutshell, I'm taking Rodgers over anybody. Yeah. But I mean, also Tom Brady does bring the the ref factor in there. He does oh, get yeah. a ton of calls too. Oh him. yeah, and Rodgers doesn't. Yeah, but he doesn't get them as nearly as much as Tom Brady does. It's some pretty bad ones. The game ceiling play against the Browns was bad. There was a lot of bad okay. calls. On that was game. a tipped pass. I said a lot that. of bad calls. It was tipped. Game. No it way was they tipped. knew that, bro. No way they knew that. It Nobody knew that until they slowed it down and zoomed it in. <laughs> yeah, but it, anyways, they wouldn't have. It would have been a bad call because it was tipped. So therefore, end of discussion. <laughs> okay, mark that off the list. The long list of bad calls they got that game. Yep. Yeah. Do that. Um. Anyways, Big Ben's 
Why this? What? What? Why the Saints? Oh, we want the Rams to win, and we want the Saints to win. If the if the Niners lose and the Saints win, the Saints are in the playoffs. And the oh Niners yeah, let's let's go let's go Saints. Yeah. Are we just piling it on me? I didn't even do anything. Yeah, you you get picks the wrong national champion. Yeah, that's it. That's why we're <laughs> dogging you this whole and because you missed last episode. I was gonna. I was going to make that's a joke about there's fault. no other. <laughs> that's not my fault. The Wi-Fi where I was, was like non-existent. It was sure. terrible. It was terrible. Sure. It was terrible. Sure. I was also sharing a room <laughs> with my brother. And yeah, but the Wi-Fi thing was the biggest issue. <laughs> Anyways, Big Ben, his final home game. He looked horrible in that game anyways. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. He looked bad. The best thing in that game was his team around him carried him to a victory. Hey, Baker also carried him to a victory throwing a <laughs> man. Baker's bad. And yeah. in this game he was also bad. TJ Watt had four sacks for the first and that's the first time for a player to do that in 20 years. And he's also one sack away from the the record for a season like Man. While only playing 12 full games. Like, yeah, he's been injured too this year and he's still done that. Like, what? That's insane. That's you can't ridiculous. really use the 17 game season as an excuse when he hasn't even played the whole season. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, the eight, the, the 18th game will make him get it, but like, that's, that's crazy, honestly. I mean, just, it, you'd think he'd get it, but let's, let's hope that Tyler Huntley just, you know, takes it's, an intentional grounding or something instead of giving TJ Watt a sack. Just Lamar out for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it, the Ravens can still He's make the playoffs, bad. but I don't think they want to risk. Like, it's basically impossible for the Ravens to make the playoffs. I think it's safer just to roll Huntley out there and keep Lamar healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as well, uh, there's an MVP voter that said he refuses to vote Aaron Rodgers because of his personal opinion on outside of football. Uh, You call them a bad guy and the biggest jerk of the league. And Carter and I were talking about this off air and we were like, who, how, why does this dude have a vote? (laughs) I mean, after this, he definitely shouldn't. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of Rodgers off the field, that, that should not matter literally at all. That's what it's about. It's most valuable for, player for this for this award. Like, if he earns it on the field, that's all that should matter. It's not most valuable personality. Well, <laughs> that's dude. what kept that's what kept Terrell Owens out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like true. You know, he ended up getting into it eventually, but he didn't even want to go in because he's like they screwed him over for that. Oh my own. And you think? I mean, this guy came out and said it, but how many more are thinking this and just won't say it? Yeah. I mean, that'll be I think people are saying they're like Aaron Rodgers deserves it at this point, but I think people Jonathan Taylor might win it just because of Aaron Rodgers' political stuff that he did this year. It's it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Man. And let's let's just quickly run through our NFL award award races here. Um Carter, if you do you want to start? All right. For the MVP, my top three right now is going to be Rodgers at one, Cup at two, and Jonathan Taylor at three. I think that to be the MVP, you have to do something historical. 
do something that we've never seen or something insane. And Cooper Cup is doing exactly that. So that's why I have him so high. For me, I have Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor, and Tom Brady. Uh, I put Tom Brady in there because, I mean, he's still playing pretty great with no receivers or anything out or playing for him. So I, I just put him in at the last spot. I don't think he's going to win it, though. Okay, and then for mine, it's pretty standard. I have Rodgers at one, Jonathan Taylor at two, and Cooper Cup at three. All three of them are having phenomenal, phenomenal years. Mm-hmm. And then on the defensive player of the year. This is kind of a one-man race, it feels like. But yep. again, TJ Watt at one, it would be absolutely ridiculous if he doesn't win it. And then I have Aaron Donald at two because I still think he's in the, firmly in the conversation for best player in the world. And then I have Nick Bosa at three because he's just been wreaking havoc every week and on a reconstructed ACL at that. Yeah, and then for me, I have TJ Watt. He's unanimous, my opinion. Aaron Donald is number two. He's always been pretty great. And I put Micah Parsons over here because I feel like he has a little bit better stats than Miles Garrett, in my opinion, as I see <laughs> uh, games changing Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald. But I, Miles Garrett, his stats look a little bit worse than Micah Parsons, in my opinion. And I so I put him at that third. But I These think TJ Watt's are... running away with it. The awards take stats into heavy consideration. So, yep. Well, okay. So, Miles Garrett. Well, okay. I should start with number one. TJ Watts obviously winning this award. Um, I have Miles Garrett at two and Aaron Donald at three. Now, what I'm surprised about is not seeing Miles Garrett higher on your guys' list lists because he's top three in QB knockdowns. He's top three in sacks, and he's still leading the league in QB pressure. He's actually he's- not top three in sacks anymore. I don't think. Uh, he's, t- he's tied for third with Nick Bosa at 15. Yeah. Um, and he's also leading in quarterback pressures. I think he's top 10 in quarterback hurries. I mean, these stats are still pretty important. Um, I know the past few weeks haven't been as awesome for Garrett, but I still think he deserves that recognition. Um, and then Aaron Donald. I mean, it's tough to get good stats when you're getting double teamed or even sometimes triple teamed, but he still needs to get that, that recognition as well. Just the thing of like what you said about Garrett, the awards are a very much like, what have you done for me lately type of thing. And Miles Garrett having his worst stretch of the season at this point in the year is just really bad for his hopes for getting votes for something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then on to uh, offensive rookie of the year. I kind of agree with Adam's list here, but uh, I decided to fill it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh jamar chase at one the Najee harris at two and i put mac jones at three but uh only because this guy wasn't starting all year yep and yeah uh as carter mentioned my, i think my my uh list i'm sad that we couldn't have five spots here but i put jamar chase at one uh a dude named jamar chase at number two and then the Bengals rookie quarter or rookie running rookie receiver at three jamar go. chase uh, and yeah so jamar chase jamar chase jamar chase um mine was kind of similar i did have jamar chase at number one whoa um, yeah what uh i had Najee harris at number two and as a ravens fan it does not make me happy that the top two guys are in that division just like um, you had them in the last award too 
Yeah. Well, and then we have, I put Jalen Waddle at three. He's probably going to hit a thousand yards this year. And I didn't know he had 99 receptions. Yeah. yeah that's kind of impressive, under actually. The radar he's been me, a but, catch monster. You know, Waddle's been great this year. And I thought he'd probably have more injury issues, but um, for the most part, he's been able to stay on the field. So, he also has one of the best signature celebrations. He does. Yep. Then he waddled away. Waddle, waddle. All right. Um, for defensive rookie of the year, I got obviously Micah Parsons at one. At two, I put Patrick Sertan. And at three, I had Nick Bolton from the Chiefs. Yep. And similar to my uh, off the offensive rookie of the year award, I thought it would be very hard to fill in these three spots because it's wide open. So I put at number one, Micah Parsons at number two, the linebacker from uh, the Cowboys, Micah Parsons. And at number three, I also put Micah Parsons. So there we go. You got defensive end, Micah Parsons, linebacker, Micah linebacker, Parsons, Micah Parsons, and then <laughs> safety, Micah Parsons. Safety, Micah he didn't even play Micah safety this year, but he could, if he, if so, he played safety, he'd be three. I'd like to, I'd like to appreciate Carter's Nick Bolton pick. He doesn't exactly have the stats for it, and he's missed a couple of games. But if you watch the games, Nick Bolton's making an impact on almost That's every play. He's got, I think he's got some solid stuff. I think he's over a hundred tackles already. Wait, seriously? I okay, think well, so. I know he did miss some games. Either way, he flashes more watching it than in the box score. Totally. And I personally, I didn't put him on my top three for defense rookie of the year. I have Micah Parsons one. I have a future pro bowler, Odafe away for the Ravens at two. Uh, he's Who's... cooled off a little bit as of late as well. And then Patrick Sertan at three. Uh, I like o- that list. Odafe away. You don't know him? I have no. He's been clue. solid for the Ravens. He was really hot earlier in the season. I don't even know what he plays. He plays a defensive end, and sometimes we play him in middle linebacker and drop him into coverage for some reason. But, um, I mean, he ran a 4-3-7 in college, so that might be part of the reason why, but he's pretty versatile. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, comeback player of the year. All right. At one, I got Joe Burrow. Uh, two, I got Dak Prescott. And three, I have Nick Bosa. I, I mean, we all have the same top three here. Mm-hmm. Do we? Oh yeah. Not in order, wait, but I, I think it's oh, yeah, pretty obvious. It's yeah. <laughs> I was like, players. wait, what? Yeah. Um, for me, I have Joe Burrow. I mean, I do. I think Joe Burrow is going to win this. I genuinely still think Dak Prescott is probably going to win it because there's a majority of Cowboys fans out there and Cowboys haters, but I think he's probably going to win it. Um, Joe Burrow has been playing lights out, but I put him at number one. Nick Bosa at number two. And Dak Prescott, I think he's been playing pretty horribly over the last stretch. So I put him at three, but I probably think he's going to win it. Well, and then I have Burrow at one, Prescott at two, Nick Bosa at three. It's, I guess we should also throw in Carson Wentz in this conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been decent, but like not I mean, compared to Joe not, Burrow. Not with these guys. Yeah, no. Yeah. But um, Wait, yeah. I why see is, why are you about. saying Dak's been horrible lately? He's been bad. He's his, past well his past two games have been incredible. Uh, he's been pretty. He's been pretty bad. He's been the reason had, I feel like they've been losing. They lost he had that game. An accurate three thirty and four in the first half, basically against Washington, and then he had yeah, but that's against Washington. Had, he just had two twenty six and three against Arizona. He was bad, and he's, and he's, he's he, playing. Stats well. don't tell everything. There, he looked I know, bad, and he was playing well. 
no, he looked bad. He looked, it, it was pretty awful. I think he was the reason they won that. They lost that game. He wow. looked bad. He looked, he looked very bad in my opinion. Professional and he looked Dak pretty hater. bad. They call him Dak and Dunk for a reason. <laughs> let's what? just, let's just put it that way. No, that doesn't and make any sense. I gave Dak credit when he was throwing for 400 yards a game, but right now I cannot. Like he looks bad, and in my opinion, he does not look good. I, I don't disagree. Know. I think he looks great. Anyways, Cowboys hater, uh, coach of the year. Yeah, I am a Cowboys year. hater, but I don't. I I'm decent with the Ravens, but I don't like Lamar. I'm picky with my quarterbacks, but. <laughs> By picky, you mean Anyways. you like Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. I like other quarterbacks as well. I liked Drew Locke. He, he that was a dud. <laughs> I like Drew Locke. That Dak, was Dak and Lamar suck, but Drew Locke, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know Drew Locke sucks now, but, like, before I was high on him coming out of college. I also really like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, I love him. Uh, I like Deshaun Watson before all the legal issues. You're a Mahomes uh, hater, too. I mean, I liked Mahomes. I have a jersey of him, but I right now I cannot be a fan of Mahomes because he's been playing horrible. I like Josh Allen. He's not even playing bad either. He's playing bad. His mechanics are uh, in weird. He's not playing as he should have been. He's not he's nearly really the. Good. He's, he's a shell of himself. No, like maybe he played. He set the bar too high this last couple of years, but he's been. This year has been a mind like a major step back, in my opinion. Like I don't think it, so. It's been bad. So I man, I don't I'm not a I'm not a I may be a quarterback hater, but I'm also very picky with my quarterbacks. So, You're a professional quarterback hater. All dude, right. I feel like I'm right with most of my quarterback picks. Drew Locke was a whiff. I disagree but, with most of them. Yeah, and you're wrong with most of your quarterback picks. Yeah, all right. Okay. The only one that you may be right about is Trey Lance, and I'll I'll stick with you with that one. Good. All right. It took a lot for me not to put him in at third at MVP just for fun, but I what Trey it, Lance? I kept it serious. <laughs> I kept it serious. Okay, Coach of the Year. Uh, I got Matt Lafleur at one. He, I think he officially has the most wins by a coach ever in his first three seasons, which is yep. pretty insane. And people forget that the Packers, like, it's not like he took over the Jets or anything, but the Packers didn't look like this before LaFleur got there. Like, he, yeah. he has been a significant part of this, like, really renaissance for them. So I think he deserves a lot more credit than he gets. I uh, got yeah. Mike Vrabel at two. What he's managed to do with the Titans with all their injuries is incredible. I consider putting him a one. Uh, I like Mike Vrabel a lot. And I think that uh, if they really manage to hold on to the one seed, I think there's a really good chance that he gets it. And at three, I have Zach Taylor. I'm still, I still don't know how I fully feel about Zach Taylor, but with the resume of him, like uh, winning the AFC North and no one really expected them to. And that's usually how people get this award is when you come out of nowhere and do something like this. So I, I put him in the top three. Yeah. For me, um, this isn't bias. Uh, it could sound biased, but it's not. Um, and I would be genuine if it, I would make a sarcastic joke, but like Matt LaFleur has had 13 and three for the last three seasons as a coach. He hasn't, he literally this game, it, 
so if they lose this game, it would be 13 to four. But if they, if they would have ended the season right now, he'd be 13 and three for the last three consecutive, like three consecutive seasons. And the Packers were, had two mi- playoff misses with Aaron Rodgers beforehand, before he even got there. The Packers run like game was non-existent. And all of a sudden he came in, makes Aaron Rodgers look great again. And then he makes the run game show up and he, he's been great. And I don't even know how he's gone 13 and three for the last three seasons and then hasn't won the award yet. Like the difference between LaFleur and McCarthy is very significant. It, yep, it makes you wonder day. what the Cowboys could do with a good coach. Exactly. Plus he has a fresh cut every single game. That's like, true. He's that looking, wins he looks award. clean on the sidelines. Out yeah. there. Crisp. Hide your wives. But so does Battle your next guy. Coming in. So, so does your next guy, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we come from crisp cut and looking great on game days to a dude that wears holes in his sweatshirt every game. Uh, we got Bill Belichick. I'm pretty sure there's some snot wipes on some of his <laughs> some of his sleeves, too, that he wears for these games. Uh, he, he doesn't look good, but I'm putting him at second. Billy B, Bill Belichick. The man that looks horrible looks like a, a witch every single game. But yeah, it, I put him at number two because what he had one rebuild year, one down year, and then all of a sudden he's back. Like he's back to, I mean, he's not like the greatest team, in my opinion, in the AFC, but like he's he's been pretty impressive, in my opinion. And he's done and, a great job of working with what he has, too. Um, yeah. He's, doing the right thing with just the ground and pound approach and just making Mac make the throws that he knows he can make and defense has been playing lights out. And if this was a list of just best coaches, I mean, Belichick would top the list for all of us, I think. But coach of the year is very narrative driven and they want to give it to different people each year. If it was just who was the best coach, it'd be Belichick, Reed, and Tomlin every year, honestly. Yep. And also put in Mount LaFleur there. I feel like Harbaugh's better than Tomlin, but... Nah, Tomlin better. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. No. Come back. Did you, hear, did, did you hear Jim Harbaugh might be uh, – is considering the Raiders job? I don't buy it. I don't, I, don't I, buy I, think, it. I think there's no way. There, every single year since really he got to the 49ers, there's been rumors of him going this place or going another place, and it's continued when he's been at Michigan. Why would he leave? Like, they love him there. He just finally beat Ohio State. They made the playoff. He's not – He's not going to get more money in the NFL, I don't think. Like, Maybe it's a know. new challenge. I don't, I don't know what. Well, he hasn't really completed this challenge yet, has he? Like, yeah, I mean, that's I don't. I have. I don't think there's any reason for him to leave. As as much as I love him and would love to see him back in the NFL, I think that he's going to stay, and I think that he should stay. Mm-hmm. But yes, and then at number three, I got Mike Rabel. He's been insane this year. Like, they, he's as tough as nails. He's probably the toughest coach. That is the biggest balls of any coach here. Like, he's been great. All right. So, I guess I have the unpopular opinion, kind of going back to what Carter says. This is coach of the year. So, LaFleur has had, well, an historic three-year stretch, but it is coach of the year. Um, It is just for this year. And what I will say is that I think Zach Taylor deserves to win it. Which is kind of weird to say. I know I've never been public With about the Cincinnati it. Cincinnati hat on. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's one where. Um, 
you're wearing it because of that's the reason you bought the hat. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm buy a Cincinnati Reds hat because of the Cincinnati Bengals coach Zach Taylor. That's up to me. I've been uh I've been very critical of Zach Taylor over the years. Um, he still had some <laughs> Carson nodding his head in agreement. He still had some issues this year, but from where he's taken the Bengals from last year to this year is insane. And that Jamar Chase pick is looking a lot better now than it did uh, at draft day. I thought for sure they should have gone with Sewell. I know a lot of other people thought that as well. Sewell's going to be great, but Jamar Chase just completely changes this team. Uh, the defense has been playing a lot better. The Bengals have been playing a lot more consistent as of late as well. So that's why I would pick him as my number one vote for coach of the year. At two, I have Mike Vrabel. The fact that he's getting this running game done with Dontrell Hilliard and Deonta Foreman just speaks so much about how great of a coach he is. Like that's, that's such a downgrade from Henry to, to those Not guys. to mention not having his receiving weapons for half of the games too. Oh, right. He's yeah. getting it done with Westbrook Akeen and Chester Rogers. Yeah. And Tannehill's taking a step back a little bit too. Um, the defense has stepped up as well, especially in this past game, 34 to three against the Dolphins. Uh, and that three way of Matt LaFleur, I feel like it would be a crime not to put him in the top three at least. Um, he's been a phenomenal coach over the past three years. He is probably a top three head coach for just that stretch. Uh, and I also wanted to give an honorable mention to John Harbaugh. Uh, I think if he would have made the playoffs with that team, he should have been up there with Mike Vrabel. Um, but the fact that he's not even going to make the playoffs, um, there's been a ton of key guys out, but I don't think that's enough to warrant a top three vote for me. I mean, this, the situation with Harbaugh this year is exactly what, I mean, I don't know if you remember, we talked about it all the time last year, how I was saying, if the 49ers make the playoffs, Shanahan deserves coach of the year last year, just through all the injuries and stuff. And I, I think that's a good argument for Harbaugh. If, I mean, if by some miracle, if the Jags beat the Colts, the Ravens win and all that stuff happens, I mean, give it to him. Why not? Oh, yeah. We were talking about this off air while we were waiting for you. Um, so we were like, would Wrong you? Wrong time zone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we were waiting here for an hour and we're like, oh, did he, did Carter fall asleep or something? Or I, but, uh, I never woke up because I set my alarm for 10 15 Pacific. Man. Um, but yes, uh, we are talking about uh, how if the, I think it was, if the Colts lose, then the uh, then the Chargers and the Raiders can tie and both make the playoffs. And we really? were like, yeah, and we were like, would you take that tie? Would you like, <laughs> would you make an agreement with the other team? Be like, all right, if they lose, then we can tie. They get like, in so much trouble. No, but not if they fake it. Just be like. Who's going to stop them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. The NFL is going to call the game. Hold up. <laughs> Man, that'd be so funny. Just seeing that. See if the NFL can outrig the the teams rigging it. That'd, <laughs> yeah. be, that'd be interesting. That'd, that'd be, be a fun so game funny. of chess. The refs like call a flag and make another team score. Just be like automatic yeah. touchdown. <laughs> yeah. They're midfield holding in the end zone. That's a safety game over. <laughs> By the end, they're like, oh, there's a there's a flag on the play. That means that the kick is good instead of it being horribly missed. Right. <laughs> We we're like we we're like they're gonna be lining it up this way with like the the goals like the the it's gonna be like they're gonna purposely miss these kicks and everything. It's gonna be zero zero the whole game. I can't believe they can both make it. That's actually really surprising. 
Yeah, like they could both make it if they if they tie. Is there any if way for them? Wins, to, is there any way for them to both make it if one of them loses? Nope. Oh. The only way for both of them to make it is if they tie. This and be, I was, this will be an interesting game to keep an eye on. And it's like, so if one of them wins, I think if the Raiders win, then they have to have the Colts lose still, I think. I think that's I, how it well, is. Well, I mean, they just something. beat the Colts, so I doubt it. Yeah, or like they have to have something else. And if the Chargers win, then they're they're in. Anyways, we just had a, a major crash on my end. Uh, and I was recording the episode. So hopefully this episode isn't ruined. But yes, here's the outro time <laughs> by forced outcome. This this episode probably ran long anyway. So I mean, it's probably yeah. not for the not the worst. Unless the whole episode's ruined, then it is for the worst. But that is all the time we have for the day's episode. On behalf of um, Carter, Gabe, and I, we'd like to say thank you for listening to the Sports and Stuff show. Make sure to listen to all the episodes that we have and next week when we go back on the pulse and also make sure to follow us on Instagram at sports stuff show on Twitter at SNS underscore show and on TikTok sports and stuff show. Make sure we're also check out our Instagram and TikTok because we are having a giveaway for 5,000 and also make sure to listen to all the future episodes on Friday from 12 to 1 PM or on a podcasting platform after the show has gone live. Thank you again. And we'll see you next one. Peace. Peace.